Hello, American soccer fans. Glad to have you on episode 30 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. It is Thursday, December 3rd. Donald Wine here. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday and hope wherever you ended up and whoever you ended up with, it was safe as well. We took the week off last week because of the holiday, but over the last week, we've had a lot of news come in, but we're going to focus on two big things this week. The women's national team was back in action last week, and the men's national team will be back in action next week. We begin with the women's national team, the best team on the planet. They played their first match in over eight months back on Black Friday, taking on the Netherlands and Breda. And just like the last time these two faced, which was the 2019 Women's World Cup final, it was a 2-0 victory for the United States. I like that scoreline. Goals from Rose Lavelle and Christy Mewis paced the women's national team. Rose Lavelle showed why she won the bronze ball at the 2019 World Cup with a banger of a goal. That's all she does. She scores bangers. She was dazzling as she usually is when she steps on the field, and the Dutch clearly had no answer for her throughout the match. There was some history made when Sophia Smith entered the match in the 75th minute. She became the first woman born after the 1999 Women's World Cup to play for the women's national team, which by default makes me old. (laughs) But what an accomplishment for the 20-year-old to make that debut and feature pretty well. She was also joined on the field later by her childhood friend, Jalen Howell. But the feel-good story above all was the return of Christy Mewis to the national team after six years away. 2014 was the last time she appeared in a red, white, and blue uniform. She's the older sister of Samantha Mewis, and Christy coming on and scoring a goal for the women's national team to put the orange away was just amazing. It was even cooler to see her sister Sam be the first player to kind of run up and celebrate her with a huge hug. The Mui were the talk of the soccer community after that match, and it was cool to see the sisters on the field together again. Let's hope this isn't the last that we see of the Mui on the field together for the women's national team. For head coach Vladko Andonovsky, it caps a perfect year for him. In fact, since he took over for Jill Ellis over a year ago, all he has done is win. He's 11-0-0 so far in his tenure, the best start for any coach in women's national team history. The man has taken what was a well-oiled machine and only improved it by keeping some of these veterans in place while constantly bringing in younger talent that could serve as part of the core of this team for the next World Cup cycle. Next up for them is a 2021 that will include a She Believes Cup for sure, but it all leads up to the Olympics next summer. And right now... His toughest job may be to narrow the most competitive player pool in the world down to 20 spots plus alternates to take to Tokyo in their quest to become the first program to win a Women's World Cup and the Olympics back-to-back. Yes, I know there's a year gap because of COVID. We're not counting that. If they win the Olympics, they will become the first program to win a Women's World Cup followed by an Olympics. It's that simple. One thing's for sure. Right now, that seems very possible because the women's national team right now, they're on top of Mount Everest. And the rest of the world is looking up from base camp, trying to figure out how to get on that level. Coming up, we take a look at the men's national team roster for a rare December friendly. But first, let's pause for a quick break.
Soccer, and you thought we were done with the men's national team after their two friendlies last month? No, not so fast. This past Sunday, an oft-rumored match became a reality. As we learned, the men's national team will take on El Salvador next Wednesday, December 9th, at Inter-Miami CF Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Yes, Inter-Miami plays currently in Fort Lauderdale. Clown them later. Off the field, fans will be in the stands for this one. The first time a match for the U.S. men or women will be open doors since the coronavirus pandemic began. Capacity is limited to 2,500 socially distanced fans. But on the field, it's one more time that head coach Greg Berhalter has to bring a roster into camp and work them out. Also, he gets to evaluate some of the younger talent. Because this match is outside of a FIFA window, there's no European players on this roster, with the exception of one. And the rest of this camp are from Major League Soccer. Now, this is the roster as of this recording. I say that because this roster has been very fluid since it was announced on Monday. More players could join the camp over the coming days, depending on the result of the MLS Cup playoffs. But as of this recording on Thursday, December 3rd, here's what we have. For goalkeepers, we have CJ Dos Santos, who comes from Benfica. He's the only player on this roster that is based in Europe. Bill Hamid, my guy from DC United, and David Ocho from Real Salt Lake was on this roster, but he dropped out today due to a hamstring injury. He has been replaced by JT Marcinkowski from the San Jose Earthquake. So those are your three. Dos Santos, Hamid, Marcinkowski. Defenders, we have Julian Araujo. Kyle Duncan, Marco Farfan, who just got traded today from the Portland Timbers to LAFC. Aaron Long is back in this roster. Mark McKenzie, also my guy from the Philadelphia Union. Mauricio Pineda, Sam Vines, and your 2020 MLS Defender of the Year, Walker Zimmerman. Those are your defenders. At midfield, we have six guys right now. Brendan Aronson, From the Philadelphia Union, this would be his last match as a Union player before he heads to Red Bull Salzburg in January. Also, Kellen Acosta and Cole Bassett from the Colorado Rapids. Sebastian Legette, as we expected, the lone returnee from last month's roster. Andres Perea from Orlando City, who replaced FC Cincinnati's Frank Amaya. He had to drop out Tuesday due to testing positive for COVID upon arrival in Florida. We hope He's doing okay and is better soon. And finally, added to the roster yesterday, Jackson Ewell from the San Jose Earthquakes. At forward, again, six guys. Ayo Akinola from Toronto FC. Efrain Alvarez from LA Galaxy. We'll talk about him in a second. Paul Areola from DC United. My boy is back in the lineup. Daryl DK from Orlando City. Jordan Mihalovic from the Chicago Fire. And Chris Mueller from Orlando City. Orlando stacking the deck with a lot of guys on this roster. So there's your team for now. I know some guys people have been waiting to see, like Brendan Aronson and Mark McKenzie. We have some veterans like Paul Areola and Legit, and maybe you throw Bill Hamid into that category. I do because he's one of the elder statesmen on this team. Paul Areola is in his first camp since tearing his ACL before the start of the MLS season. And on a virtual press conference the other day, Greg Berhalter mentioned he wanted to get Areola back into this camp as quickly as possible because he believes he is a major part of the core of the team for World Cup qualifying. I definitely agree with him there, and it's great to see Paul back on the field. He was able to feature in the last match for DC United, again, his first match since last year. 
Berhalter really wanted to make sure that Ariola didn't have a lengthy offseason. Since he just got back playing, he wanted him to continue playing and stay fit and continue to improve so that he could be at 100% when the next season comes around and to be at 100% throughout all of 2021. There are also a lot of dual nationals on this team. A single out a few, Efrain Alvarez, who at one point was in the United States youth national team camps. He then switched to Mexico, and now he is eligible to return to the United States on the national team, but he right now is sort of cup-tied to Mexico. I say cup-tied in the sense that he would have to file a one-time switch to appear for the national team next week. He has not yet done that, but he is in this camp regardless. Ayo Akinola obviously has been highly coveted by Canada as well as the United States, and Julian Araujo, who has been coveted by Mexico as well. Say what you will about Greg Berhalter, but he's going after these young dual nationals. He's making them feel welcome in this program, and he's been doing very well in that area. We had a lot of dual nationals last last month in camp, and now we have more this month. Hopefully, this experience and the exposure that is gained in this match, in this camp, will help those players feel comfortable, and hopefully they feel they can advance and be a part of this player pool moving forward. So, again... The men's national team will be back in action next week against El Salvador. We will recap that match next time, but that will do it for this short episode 30 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. We hope you have a great weekend, and if you have topic suggestions for future podcasts, feel free to hit me up, ssfcpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and most importantly, tell your friends. It's greatly appreciated. So until next time, take care.